Sports stories from the 419 in Northwest Ohio brought to you by a voice you know. It's time to go around the area and around the Hearn. Welcome to an October edition of Around the Hearn, a much different show than a normal show. I've been kind of working on this for a while, and when I had started putting this show together, it was going to be about... Losing my friend Brian Harlemer, the head coach at Coldwater, a father to four, and just, as I've said many times on many broadcasts, a, an amazing human being that I am fortunate to know and, and have known for a while and was always one of the most positive influences. Uh, and we shared so many laughs about, he would text me about scouting and about just all these things that you'll hear about here in the next uh, couple of minutes, in the next hour or so. But after he passed away in late September, I started recording other folks, and you'll hear from them and a great group of people who knew him better than I. And then uh, a couple of days ago, uh, I got another text message. It was actually a week after Brian passed that Lou Brunswick, the uh, patriarch of Coldwater Baseball in an uh, all-around amazing human being from every single person who's ever met the man. He passed away a couple of days ago. He got sick and, and was in the hospital, and he was a 93-year-old gentleman that really the gentle part of a gentleman is uh, the thing to hit on and to just think about the Coldwater community, and my heart breaks even trying to tell the story that I've said my thoughts, my prayers, my my heart goes out to the entire community. Just an amazing couple of dudes. I mean, baseball lifers and just amazing role models and amazing human beings. I can't imagine just losing one, but then to lose both in, in the respect and the camaraderie that the two of them had for one another, uh, it just outside of baseball, outside of the the thousands of young men's lives that they impacted and the families that they made better, uh, my heart just breaks for both of them. And while a lot of this is what you'll hear is about Brad Harlemert, you'll hear from Coach Harlemert himself in an interview that Denny Sisko and I taped at a Coldwater playoff game against Delphus Jefferson last year at halftime in which he almost – Forgot to come up until I was yelling at him from the press box. Uh, he ran up. We had what I think is a pretty good encapsulation of our friendship and, and about just how great of a human being he was. That He once told me that if he ever got close, see, it was over 500 wins in his career, that if he ever got close to Lou Brunswick, he would, he would never break Lou's record of 750 wins. And... I, I laughed, and as, this is probably in one of the interviews, and I might be repeating myself, but this is not an easy thing to do. Um, he he said, you know, he kind of leaned into, well, I'll retire before that happens. And that goes to show you the amount of respect that Lou commanded as a human being that Harley played for him before he went on to become the first scholarship player at University of Dayton history, broke a bunch of records, and was just – an amazing human being. I went to, I was lucky enough to to be in attendance uh, for, I don't want to say lucky, it's not the right word, but to be around so many great people uh, at his viewing. And on a Sunday afternoon, there were at least 200 people in line in front of me. And I, I've, I've never met his wife before. And again, I some of these stories you might hear, uh, in a couple of these interviews, I'm not, I don't even remember what we taped because things have just been kind of crazy. But I had never met his wife before, um, and I've covered his his sons and daughters, and um, <laughs> I met his wife and we talked, and she heard my name, and she said, "Oh, well, I have to tell you a story." When Brian would be focused in during the season, he would ask me, "Hey, what do you know about?" a team they might be playing in a week or a week and a half, and she'd just look at him and laugh and kind of opine, you know, why are you why are you still asking me these things? And he, he would say to her, it's okay. I'll go text Michael Hearn. He'll probably know. And it made me laugh and kind of tear up to 
to, to think uh, someone thought that much of you that they would know maybe that you've seen uh, a team that, you know, Kaleida, that they would play once a year or an Allen East or whatever it was. But it just kind of made me laugh. We had that kind of shared thing. And sure enough, I mean, I have a litany of text messages from him that uh, kind of prove that point. But there are a, a ton of great people. You'll hear nine different interviews, one including – Harlem, again, like I said, with Denny Cisco and I in a couple of minutes. I also hear from Lincoln View head baseball coach Eric Fishpaw, Defiance head baseball coach Tom Held, who was, uh, you know, with the Acme and everything that Coldwater did and what Lou did to bring Acme to the forefront and the greatness that it has become. Those two guys share that. Minister coach Mike Wiss is one of my favorite people and one of my favorite interviews. Uh, he's very candid about their friendship and kind of how they sort of came together. Say Henry coach Mike Gast, he'll talk about uh, kind of the same thing and kind of what it was like uh, masterminding on the other side. Mark and Tom Brunswick, who, uh, again, since these were taped, have unfortunately lost their dad, Lou, and uh, just kind of the hardships that they've gone through. And then with Jacob and Becca winning, they uh, talk both about uh, Jacob, about how Harley helped make him a better man and about how uh, he was always there to help Becca when she uh, joined in on the Acme tournaments and about the season. And I just hope that you take away from this what I took away from it. And that is that uh, Brian Harlan was, uh, was a, a tremendous man and uh, Again, I I didn't really get the pleasure to sit and talk to Lou. I, I hate that I didn't. Uh, just you know, it's the way the world is. But uh, it was both just amazing men. I can't say enough that uh, I feel for the community, and I really hope that you enjoy this podcast. I put a lot into it. Um, I'm really gonna miss my friend, and I, and I hope that. Uh, I hope you get a feeling of who he was when you hear these interviews. Hey, guess what? We found our halftime guest. <laughs> Look, when you're a big shot and you've won as many state titles as he is uh, in possession of, you just forget to remember the little people, I think is how that goes. Uh, an absolutely terrific uh, performance by the band. Joined now by the uh, baseball coach here at Coldwater and Brian Harlemertz. Uh, you know, here's how I know you and I are different. Well, one of the reasons. Because if I were you, I would wear around every ring every day and just walk around and just say bling bling all the time. No, that's not about me. No, it's about our program and our success of our players. And, and I'm just a person right now well, running the program. I was them too. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. It is, it is cool, though. I mean, the success that you guys have had, obviously, here. But the success you guys have had over the years, we joked about it earlier on about uh, how good Zach McKibben was when he was here and how it seems like you guys just continue to find players like him. Uh, it's not a big community. Where is this happening from? Well, I think it's our, our youth program has always been successful in a lot of our sports. So, you know, our, our little league programs, our soccer program, our youth soccer boys programs, and we just can't even have good athletes, you know. And I think a lot of it is our, our, our kids and our parents and just the expectation around here is to compete and play hard, and you win some games. Earlier this month, you were uh, named or elected into the Ohio High School Baseball Coaches Association Hall of Fame, which is pretty spectacular. How You had to be ecstatic when you heard the news. What's it like to be a Hall of Fame? Well, it hasn't sunk in yet, truthfully. You know, it's just one of those things that, you know, to do my job right now, it's like every day you go to your, your teaching job and you go do your, your practicing when the springtime comes around in the summer. You know, it, it's never really a goal for me, and I couldn't tell you how many wins we've had, you know, over the years. But, you know, last year it was a 500-win season. That's something memorable. But, you know, I don't worry about uh, wins and losses. I brought our kids meet better baseball players, better kids, and, and just go out there and do our job. So that's the satisfaction for me right now is it's not just me getting this award. It's our program. It's my coaching staff. It's our players over the many, many years. Typically, when you, when you think of a Hall of Fame inductee, that person is, is retired, but obviously... Oh, really old. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously... 
you're, you're still coaching. Is yeah. it kind of a surreal thing? It definitely is. You know, I just turned 50 years old just about a month ago, and and I plan on you know a couple more years of, of coaching and of course teaching. Yeah, you know, a couple it, more years it, of coaching. A couple right. more, we'll see. You know, <laughs> it, like it's just teams. you know it, it's the same thing. You talk to Chip Coach Hot and Chip Hot, and this you know uh, been in the Hall of Fame last year in football. He's still doing his job in coaching, and I'm similar to him. And we are doing our jobs. So it's not about again wins and losses. It's about just being able to do our best we can for our community and for our family and our kids. Is it is it like the typical thing? As long as it's fun, as long as you enjoy what you do, you're yeah. just going to keep on doing it. I think so. You know, if my health holds up and I still enjoy doing this, you know, uh, we have a lot, of, a lot of good young players coming through our youth, and and I don't see the the well going dry too anytime soon. So, you know, if I can keep doing it and my staff stays with me, and there'll be a lot more success coming. I'm curious to know. We talked about this during baseball season, but feels like it was forever ago between you Mike West and Jeff Sanders uh, I mean who was the best player on that UD team well, I don't think there's any question about that one. Come on, <laughs> I think I'm a, told the story. Too. I think I'm a Hall of Famer on that one. That that league too. So no, but no, it's good. You got great friendships, you know, from from those two, Jeff and, and Mike and Mark Wiss, uh, Tony Osborne, a Parkway kid, a Hall of Famer, Ben Ernst. You know, his son still playing Ohio State baseball. So a success we had in our area. It all went down to play at UD. You know, we turned the program around, and now it's a satisfaction for a lot of us. But um, again, a lot of great friends and we compete yet today you know on the the field it's a coaching so it's fun to do that stuff coming well it's funny because i told the story in the spring you had sent your crew to scout a minster tournament game i think they were playing riverside they were Mm -hmm. somewhere north and mike said who did he send and you had texted and said what's the score and he told me to tell you to go away Mm -hmm. and i laughed (laughs) and he said you know you should see the text back and forth between us. And I yeah. said, I can only imagine you guys obviously, yeah. you know, have played each other enough times yeah. where your kids know each other. For me, I thought that was the funniest thing because mm-hmm. to just see, all right, it's coaches. They're not stodgy. Yeah. It's, it's just neat to see how your guys' camaraderie has held up over the years. And we, we share a lot of things. I know last year they took us down in tournament and, you know, we were supposed to win. They beat us in nine innings and after the game, uh, I already had a, a report on the team we're going to play next. And Mike had no idea he was going to play. So, you know, he wasn't, you know, worried about that. You know, we were looking ahead trying to find people are going to play and scout people and and so we shared all of our stuff with Mike so I think that's just a friendship you know when we compete on the field or in the on the diamond right at game time after that we're best of friends and go about doing that I'm seeing how much everybody can so it's just a good friendship that hopefully will last many many years you join um, your mentor Lou Brunswick mm-hmm. in the in the coaches hall of fame and that has to mean a lot yeah. to you from a personal standpoint mm-hmm. but also the fact that you've taken over a respected program a winning program and kept that tradition going. I mean, that has to be something special for you yeah, as well. Both ways. I mean, um, first of all, you know, Lou Brunswick's a great, good friend of ours. You know, uh, we call him the general for a reason. And a lot of, a lot of people have been through this program and are still coaching, you know, from Trent Deuce to, to Greg Walker up to Mark and Jeff and, and a lot of us who learn a lot from Lou and just, 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 I'm just happy that I, hopefully he, he's still alive in a year from now. He should be, he'll be able to go down there or be, be a part of that maybe a little bit, but just two coaches that are in the same high school in the hall of fame is, just it's a great feeling but it's also you know your next question about the success i've had you know and i remember i started you know you know a long time ago 25 years ago and i was a young coach and it's like you know it was a little pressure you know to start out for sure after after lou and you know and helping gabby walker for a couple years and bob miller helping you know and and I, would, I knew I had an enemy to do this job, you know, back then, but it took a lot of uh, work and, and there was some tough years in there. Uh, but, you know, 25, 20 plus years later, we're still doing it. But a lot of that goes back to Coach Brunswick. You know, we, we all respect him and learn so much from him. And, and without him, he started a program at the park. The youth, do, our program wouldn't be worse today. Last couple of weeks for Coldwire Athletics, uh, obviously today, soccer team wins district title by playing OG on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. All the way up in defiance, by the way. I don't know who draw that up. but mm-hmm. uh, Volleyball, I know, was a special run for you mm-hmm. specifically. I saw you at Kaleido. We joked. We talked yeah. a, a couple of times. I mean, what that process, just sitting in the, the stands, just having to, to watch and not being able to help out. 
you know, sometimes it's nice to, to be a parent and be a fan you know, to sit here and to watch a football game. You know, there's a little, a little less pressure, you know, with our son on the football field in the past. Or, you know, Aaron played and Olivia played volleyball and Annalise had a great career playing volleyball. And it, it was tough to, to watch her uh, not win that game on, on Wednesday because that's her passion sport, you know. And you always say, oh, you got next year. You got next next sport. But this is her last year. So, you know, she played playing four years and, and just had a great career. An all-league player broke, broke the record with most assists in her career here and going to play next year, hopefully, in the next, next level at Tiffin. But it was hard to, to watch them, you know, to get beat, you know. But it's also you learn life lessons from playing sports and you're a better person person for it. That's why you play sports. You know, you don't play sports to, to get rings and go to the Hall of Fame. You play sports to make you a better person. I think that teaches you a lot of lessons, hopefully life lessons are taught. Well, I think you play sports too because there's a passion there. And because if, yeah. if you didn't have the passion, then you, you wouldn't have the drive. Oh, for and, sure. Mm-hmm. You know who says that? Coaches with a lot of rings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everybody's a better person when they yeah. win. Right? It, it, you're right. It, 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 it it's a challenge, you know, but, you know, watching her play, you know, that was her passion sport and I always say you know if, if I didn't have the drive and the passion to keep coach I won't be doing it anymore but I think you know you, th- I got that passion and drive still there and I love going to the, the ballpark love going to the to our facility to hit in the winter time and it gets better uh-huh. and that's all part of it if you Nick Fisher and uh, Chip Otten flip jobs for one season which one of you is the most successful doing the other one's job uh, I'd have to go with Coach Otten because Coach Otten loves every sport and he, he can he goes live and we all do you know Nick and I you grew up together you know we're all friends and you know uh, I think what we do in our one, one sport is we do well at it but I think we support each other so I think that's more important in wins and losses is support each other and if I know if I had um, I've asked Chip to do a lot of things for us in the summer with you know throwing BP and I've helped Nick Fisher do things and he we all help each other so you know to be successful you got to have more people in yourself and that's like me with our coaching staff you know from Jason Helmgard and to Corey Clinky to our son Aaron helps us you know Aaron Weigel over the years you know Mike Mormon Toby Seifring down the list Ryan Spriggs there's so many people that have been a part of my 25 years of, of coaching and without all the support there's no way anybody can do it well, you got to be nice to Jason because every five years or so he populates your quarterback play yep. for the entire school and mm-hmm. your pitchers and yeah. your shortstops mm-hmm. and you know. Unfor- unfor- that unfortunately, that 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 well was dried up, but you know now we just go to the next next group of kids coming up. So, you know, but he does a great job. Our principal and our AD does a great job for all of our sports and just watch halftime. Our star girls up there playing soccer one a day and they're out on the track getting their little uh, a little award there for them. So, and a lot of those girls out there are my daughter's friends and I know the girls growing up we played soccer through the days and Annalise loved soccer and until she was about a fifth grader and we're at uh, is funny story. Nikki Esther and Mike Esther didn't know who Annalise was when she was a fifth grader. She knew Olivia who played a little older junior high girl and we're at a, a fundraiser for Dan, Dan Caney's son, Home Run Hurry. Who did go ahead and home run? It's like, that's her Harbor. That's, who's that? Well, she didn't play white ball? No, she doesn't. Well, she's going to be on white ball. And, and that was a fifth grader, so she had to quit giving up her soccer days and she loved playing soccer. Her and Ava Gear were the best of friends playing soccer and my niece Blair Mullen Camp are still playing, but you know, she decided to go play, play, play volleyball, but it's been successful for both all of our sports in the fall. From Haley Alec when going this when and going to stay this year for running for cross country, you know, to our soccer team, to our golf team, to our volleyball team. Our girls have had a great, great fall. Well, we thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us here mm-hmm. at the half. And sorry, I was a little late. I was sitting right down below you guys watching the band play. I go, two of us texting. Yeah, okay. it's it's like, yeah, it's like, oh, Michael yeah, Clapp. Like, cool what's of, uh, <laughs> so, so, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> when I thought about doing this episode, uh, I'll be honest with you, I cried a couple of times just thinking about how to try to uh, put some of these things into words. But there were immediately people that came to my mind, and one of those people is uh, Minster Head Baseball Coach Mike Wiss. And the reason why, I mean, you've known Brian for what it feels like probably a handful of years. Yeah, a handful is probably a nice way to say that. Um I'm not going to say that Brian and I were really good friends in high school, um, but once we got to the University of Dayton, um, the friendship really took off, and we were college roommates and, cl- and teammates for four years, and 
you know, after the after UD was done, uh, we made our way back to our own hometown. And um, I've been now at Minster. This will be my 29th year. And I think Brian's been, this would, Brian was at Coldwater for 26 years. Um, so, yeah, good relationships. Um, lots of really good, lot, lot of, a, a really good lifetime friendship between us. I've always known that you guys uh, have gotten close as far as the coaching community. And when you throw in Fort Lormie's Jeff Sanders, I thought that was a really neat story about the three of you when I first heard uh-huh. it. But my uh, story I always tell everybody about the two of you is a couple of years ago, uh, I had your tournament game at Riverdale, and you would come by and ask me what they were doing. And he <laughs> was texting me the whole time, getting ready for their game, asking me how you guys were doing. And you jokingly said, don't tell him anything. He doesn't need to know anything extra. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a long-running thing between he and I. Um, it's, you know, that part of that is good sportsmanship. Part of that is good friendship. So I, I, uh, I cherish those moments. I just always loved it because I, I was I had told my wife what had happened, and she said, "Oh, that's that's the guy you're always talking about." And I said, "You know, there are many people that you meet in the course of life that just sort of come and go, but for me, he's one of those people who has a lasting impact on me. Not only from helping out as far as doing broadcast or whatever, but just kind of." as a genuine person. And I said, it's very rare that you can actually look at someone and say, that's probably one of the best five people that I've ever met. And that's the greatest compliment that I can personally pay him. Yeah. Um, you know, it goes, like I said, being a roommate, being a friend, being a teammate, being, uh, coaches, uh, in the same league. And like I told somebody earlier, um, you know, that people talk about rivalries. And if you want to call Minster and Coldwater baseball a rivalry, great. But, uh, you know, he won most of them. We won several. Um, and I'm going to be honest with you, there were days that we'd go to the ballpark and I wasn't concerned about a rivalry. I was more concerned about seeing a good friend because, you know, you he has a family and I have a family and life goes and our life life happens. And, you know, Minster Coldwater baseball ended up being, I get to see my good buddy, you know, and you don't get that all the time. Well, and he always had that way too, where I was uh, fortunate to be around you guys a couple of times before the game. And I've talked to other coaches about this, where he would come over and he would have already done, you know, all his ridiculous due diligence that he does. But, it was almost like he would come over and try to make you laugh or try to pull you out of your mindset so that maybe you missed one or two things during the game. Very much. You know, there's a little strategy there as well. He learned that um, when he played at Coldwater under, whether it was under Lou or um, when he was with Gabby Wilker for a few years, um, you know, that's all part to it. There's a little strategy involved. That, um, he need, He deserves a pat on the back for all that. Uh, you know, cold water baseball has been really good for a long time. Brian was a part of that as a player and as a coach. And um, I'm sure the next guy will continue that. But um, Brian's going to be missed. And by none more than maybe most by me, I just, it's a, it's a hard day. I, I had a laugh. He made me laugh a couple years ago when he admitted that when you guys came to town, you maybe threw a completely different starter at him. I think you went with your four or your five in a uh, a league game because it wasn't what he was expecting, and then it, it worked out. You ended up, uh, I think maybe one, there was one hit or one run in that game that he kind of afterwards admitted to me. You know, I've gotten him quite a few times doing different things that he didn't expect, but he really got me on this one. <laughs> that's, that's, like I said, that's part of the fun. You know, that's, you know because cold water is cold water, they've they they have a lot of good talent, and they seem to hit the ball very well, or pitch the ball very well, or play great defense most every day. And you know, if you, if the time ever comes that you can get a one up on them, you know, sometimes people take that, and you know, because it, it, it doesn't happen just all the time. And I, uh, you know, the the. Uh, 
two for two years ago now because Minster's been in Division Three the last two years, and the district sem- the district semifinal game two years ago at Elida. That if memory serves me, it went into the bottom of the ninth, and Minster scored a run in the top of the ninth to take the lead. And you know what the the post game talk that he and I had. And you just don't, not just everybody knocks cold water out of the playoffs. Um, the post-game talk that he and I had was nothing but friendship. We didn't even talk about the game. We talked about our families. We talked about life. We talked about what it means to be in the MAC. And, you know, that's, that's what our relationship was. It was just good friendship. Our families um, meant the most to us. And uh, I appreciate every moment that we got together. Well, and that day sticks out to me, too, because I did that game, and they were having the D4 districts were at Coldwater, and Lincoln View yeah. went to 11 or 12 or 13 or some kind of crazy amount of innings. Uh, and those two Henry, games, yeah. yeah, sort of worked against each other. And I remember the first thing that he said to me was, how do you think Eric's doing with all those extra innings they've gotten over there? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's 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 – I don't know how to explain it. It's baseball guys being baseball guys. And there's always, yeah, you're worried about your group. You practice every day with your group. And there's somebody else that's doing the same thing. And it's rightly so in any sport. But, uh, you know, Brian was a class act. And there's not many people that are going to contradict that. Um, When had you talked to him recently? Um, last week, actually, we finalized the Ball Glaze Mercer Shelby County Acme schedule. That sounds like him. Yeah, that's what we do. That's what we do in the summertime. We sit down and have a talk and um, organize the Acme schedule for all the teams in this area um, so we can get games in on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. Wow. that's uh... And, you know, everything seemed to be good. So, like I said, it can happen so fast, and it just did. With uh, with knowing him for so long, I mean, I, I know you have probably a million different answers to this question, but I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask. Uh, when you kind of look back, I mean, I know you guys have those stories where uh, uh, you can blackmail each other because he's told me there are a couple of them that he doesn't want me to tell you, but <laughs> – do you have a kind of a moment that I guess when you first found out sort of stuck to you about how long you guys have known each other? Um, I would say that the day that um, he stopped in my stopped here at how at my house in Minster, knocked on the door, un, un, didn't tell me he was coming or anything. He walked in my living room and asked me if I would give him or give the introductory speech at the University of Dayton for his Hall of Fame induction. Um, you know, I jumped on that and said, yeah, because I get a roasting a little bit. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that just, I guess, you know, put into perspective uh, the relationship that we have, that we had. And, you know, one other short one would be, um, it was last year, Brian got inducted into the OHS into the baseball coaches hall of fame in Ohio. And it is no more than he has walked off the stage from giving his induction, his speech to be inducted into the baseball hall of fame in Ohio. And I'm sitting in the crowd in Columbus and he walks up to me because I had been inducted about four years prior. And he walks over to me and he says, you beat me here. That's just about the only thing you ever beat me at. And I laughed and he laughed and we gave each other a hug and the people that were standing around us all smiled and laughed. And knowing him, he couldn't yeah. wait to get off the stage to go say that to you. <laughs> to go do that. Exactly. He's playing it. He's so. probably got it written in the bottom of his notes. He's like, you know, thank you. Thank you guys for the honor. Blah, 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 blah. Go roast yeah. Wiss on your way back to the table. <laughs> it was good stuff. That's so funny. And that's, uh, again, that's kind of why I'm so thankful that uh, I was able to do this and you were able to uh, sit in because I wanted to just let people know uh, just 
is amazing human being more than anything. Yeah. And you know, I honestly, as we do this talk here, um, I just returned home from, uh, the, the, uh, prayer service they just had in cold water by the church. And, you know, small towns, um, the priest made several comments about small towns and coming together at tough times and things like that. Um, that's who we are. That's where we live. That's the people that we associate with. That's our schools. That's our community. That's a big thing in this area. And when you don't have it, you don't know that you don't have you, when you don't have it in other places, in other places of Ohio or wherever, they don't know what they're missing. And, you know, I, I feel privileged to be where I'm at. And those, the, the group in Coldwater that did that today from the administration to the church, to the family, to the kids in school, to the teachers, et cetera, um, they all need commended on how tonight went. It doesn't surprise me because when anybody asks me about Brian, I have said forever, it does not matter who you are. He will always be your biggest fan. Yeah, I would agree 100%. And I, that's, that's the greatest takeaway that I've always been able to, to say to him was uh, he would text me on nights where I thought, you know, I, Hey, I have a cold water game. It wasn't great. He would text me and thank me for coming and doing cold water. And then 20 minutes later, I would get a text that would be, uh, Hey, you've seen St. Mary's, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I said, wait a second. Which one was the actual purpose for the text? Right. Yeah. Which, which brand <laughs> am I talking to right now? Who's, exactly. uh, who's with throwing tomorrow? <laughs> I don't know, but he said not to tell you. Exactly. Specifically, he said not to tell you. <laughs> Say they're not even playing cold water tomorrow. They're playing Rushi, but he said not to oh, tell you. I'll miss those days. Oh, well, thank you so much. Absolutely. I appreciate it. And, you know, he's a class guy, and I appreciate what you do so you can pass on a little bit of Brian and a little bit of our relationship to everybody else. That's Mike West, the head baseball coach at Minster. You'll hear from some more folks here in in just a couple of minutes. Okay. Hey, Michael. Hey, thanks so much for for having me on and and, and this and that. Wish it was, uh, you know, a a better situation, but always celebration of life. And, you know, when you ask me with um, Coach Harlemont, with Brian, uh, it just goes back way back with our family. It's, um, you know, he was a player for dad, uh, was on two state title teams, uh, played at the University of Dayton, um, had a stellar career at, at, um, at Coldwater with coaching and playing. And, uh, you know, the, the biggest thing I, I always loved about Brian and was how he always gave credit to other people. Um, first and foremost, he's, he did a great job himself with the program but he never forgot his roots and what was so important is you know my dad was there Lou Brunswick was there for 35 years created a foundation and a, and a, and a nice um, program and then after a couple years Brian had gotten a job and uh, you know Brian always led back to my dad in regards to you know, building the foundation, then we're just here to try and keep the legacy of Coldwater Baseball and Lou Brunswick alive. And, you know, that just speaks volumes uh, of people, you know, to be able to to give back, um, to always give credit. Um, and sometimes, you know, wishing, you know, they would take the credit too. And, and Brian did such a tremendous job. You know, he was so instrumental to not only the community as a coach, but as a player, as a role model for the kids and a great teacher to school too. I, you know, with Trish and the family too, it's, um, you know, it was, uh, amazing the life he led. And, you know, obviously it ended on, it, it ended shorter than, than longer, but you know, what a great man, what a great accomplishment. Coldwater, not just Coldwater, uh, people are going to miss him. And what, what is amazing about that, it speaks volumes of people, about people, is when 
you know, everybody takes notice and, and, and Brian was a part of everybody's lives. You know, I'm over here in, in Belfout and, and still today, I just, um, you know, I, I don't have a better word than, than shock. Um, it just, uh, really hurts, but, uh, I'm here to celebrate the life of Brian because uh, he was such a great man. When I think of Harley, I think of three words, respectful, helpful, and leader. Those are three things that Harley was and represented. He had a great uh, demeanor about himself. He was calm, cool, collected. Um, you know, he showed a lot of respect towards himself, his players, his opponents. Uh, he was very helpful to me earlier in my career. I would reach out to him and ask him things that they did. And he was always willing to share. And, and that's what I'll remember about Harley. I always enjoyed catching up with Harley at the coaches clinic and just talking and conversing. And I'll always remember Coach Harley reaching out and, and celebrating other coaches' successes. Um, you know, whether it be a conference title or a tournament run, you know, he was always the first guy that you get a text message from congratulating you and, and just um, really pushing you to be a better person. Going to miss you, Harley. Um, you know, like the, the things that stand out to me about Harley is, is his leadership um, over the years. You know, here's a guy that, uh, that followed, obviously followed a legend. Uh, you know, Gabby was there for a couple of years in between and, and able to sustain what he, what Lou had done for so many years at Coldwater, and 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 for a lot of people don't understand how difficult that is. But what Harley, what always stood out to me is Harley is being a great leader because he always surrounded himself with great people. Like he had great summer coaches, he had great assistants, he had the community involved, he had people working on the field. Like he made Coldwater baseball a family. A very just like Lou had started. He never tried to change anything, uh, and, and uh, that is a true man that, of humility, a very humble person, and a very smart person because he knew what he was doing there. That cold water baseball was much bigger than any of us, uh, any coach, any player. Uh, it's its own term and it's its own uh, legacy. Cold water baseball, and I think that's what really stands out to me uh, about Harley. You know, over the over the years, you know, Harley and I, we have really, I don't know, we faced each other ever in spring, maybe once. Uh, but we we always play, our teams always play against each other in the summer. Um, and obviously, we, you know, we obviously weren't the coaches in the summer, but we'd be there. And obviously talking baseball and talking life. And, uh, and, and uh, you know, the, uh, what, you know, what Harley, have, you know, he had over 500 wins. And, you know, he's a guy that they would have had very easily could have had, uh, Lou had 700 some wins. Harley was on his way to 700. He's still young at 51. Uh, but but we even though we didn't compete against each other in the spring, if I answered Coldwater, we texted a lot because obviously Coldwater played all the WBL teams. And then Coldwater being Division Three, a lot of great Division Three teams up here in our area. So when it came tournament time, he was doing a lot of texting with me. And I'm doing the regular season. I was getting a lot from him on the WBL teams. And so we talked numerous times throughout the season uh, and actually we were probably more on each other's side because we didn't compete against each other during the spring uh, but it's a, it's a relationship I will always cherish and he's just a, just a first class man uh, a great team guy uh, and very humble man and, and somebody we're all going to miss that's for sure in the baseball world I'm Tom Brunswick and I am the co-order Acme baseball coach I've done that for the last 20 years, starting in uh, 2002. And in uh, all those years, I've worked with Brian during the summer. Um, and uh, as we know, we lost Brian this week suddenly, and it's been really tough. But uh, uh, Brian was so proud to be the baseball coach here at Coldwater High School and gave it everything he had. He was always positive with the boys and got the best out of them. Brian always included his coaches when talking about the success of Coldwater Baseball. He always said it was our program, and we win together. Brian was so proud when the 2014 state tournament won it, and also the 2019 team. Um, 
had so many good teams in the, in the other years, but those teams were able to win the last game. And um, I never forget seeing Brian's happy, smiling face looking up. And um, I just will remember that forever. Working with Brian as the summer acme coach was a pleasure. After losing your seniors in the spring, it is time for the acme season. In a short time of a month or a month and a half, basically June and part of July, next spring's team is assembled quickly. Brian and I worked together on a daily basis to give the boys an opportunity to play and become the best team possible in that short time. We always respect each other's opinion and work together on our ideas. Actually, I got a chance to see Brian uh, as a freshman playing for my father's team in the early 1990s, late 80s, early 90s. And he came up as a 15-year-old freshman and was an outfielder and had success right away and went on to win a couple of state tournaments in those years. He had a fantastic high school career and went on to play collegiate baseball at the University of Dayton, where he did uh, break many, many offensive records there. I actually got a chance to coach Brian when he played for the Grand Lake Mariners in the early 1990s. In 1998, Brian became the head coach of Coldwater Baseball. It has been impressive how he progressed to become the Hall of Fame coach, high school coach that he became. Brian had over 500 career coaching wins, including two state championships. But to me, Brian is a Hall of Fame person. He always sent out positive vibes to the other players and coaches and would always say, hey, let's just win the day. If he wouldn't win that day, well, he would be positive and be ready to go the next day and expected that from his other coaches and players. Brian was loved by all because of his personality and his love for life. So many great memories of Brian, and we're all just going to miss him so very much. Um, always a pleasure working with Brian, and the shock of this week has been has rocked the community. and. Uh, Definitely going to miss Brian so much. Love you, Brian. The one thing that sticks out to me right away about Brian is um, after I got hired at St. Henry a couple of years ago, I didn't really know what to expect. Um, You know, just being a new head coach and, and never having done it. Uh, But Brian was one of the first individuals outside of St. Henry to reach out immediately with, you know, warm congratulations and, um, you know, just a, a genuine excitement for me um, and just a willingness to, to help me out, just understanding that I was kind of in over my head at the time. And, um, you know, he was, he was that way um, the whole time I, I've been head coach. Uh, he's, he's always been there. If I, uh, you know, not sure what's going on with Acme or if I have a question about league play or, or different opponents. He's always willing to help out. Um, just a very genuine, uh, positive, selfless person just trying to, you know, help others out and, and help others get better, which is pretty surprising. Um, I guess it was, it was surprising for me because, you know, this is one of our rivals and, He's going out of his way to, you know, be excited for me and and try to help me out. But that just kind of tells you what kind of human he was. Um, I'm going to miss him. Taking a look now at the other side and from a player's perspective and a uh, young man perspective in uh, Coldwater standout now, Ohio Northern University's Jacob Wenning. uh, Obviously a big shock yesterday. What kind of impact did Brian have on you? as a man growing up? Yeah, Coach Hollermert was one of my favorite coaches I ever had growing up. He really just made my love for the game of baseball grow and made me want to play in college. So he just was a huge inspiration, not just baseball-wise, but just life in general. Like, now I'm going to be a teacher in a few years and hopefully coach baseball and follow in his footsteps. And he was kind of the one that gave me that dream. So 
just growing up, always looking up to him as a young kid. I was a baseball manager when I was younger, went through the quarter baseball system, and he just let, left a huge impact on my life. How much your last couple of years when you were at Coldwater, did he sort of help change your mindset to more of a college look of, I know you're going to go play, maybe here's one or two extra things from his experiences that could help you? Yeah, every day I showed up to practice, he was always ready to go, just getting us motivated. And that kind of helped me grow from a young kid who liked playing the game to kind of realize that I want to do this more than just playing on a high school baseball team. So he kind of helped me out with that dream. He helped me with my college search and ended up at Ohio Northern. So I have to give him all of my thanks for getting me where I am today. I've enjoyed my time here at Northern. He's always been checking in on me and sending me texts throughout the season just to see how I'm doing. So it was always cool to have a coach that not just cared about you while I was in cold water, but even after the fact, every time I come home, he's always checking in, seeing how I'm doing, always inviting me out to the field to interact with the high school kids and help out however I can. So just having a guy like that in my life, and it was just awesome to have. I've been asking everybody this, but when you just kind of immediately get into that headspace when you found out that he had passed away, What's the one immediate memory of you and he that sort of stands out? Just the way he treated us whenever we were playing cold water baseball. We had a huge, huge team. Uh, my junior and senior year, we went to state both years, lost junior year, ended up winning senior year, but just he had left a huge impact on us. That group of 2018 seniors and the 2019 seniors, we really came close and I can we can all say it was thanks to him. So we've all been in touch ever since. And when I found out that morning, I was in class in a astronomy class, and it just kind of hit that uh, I'm not going to be able to see him again. Talk to talk to him about baseball, just about life, and I think it really impacted all of us seniors. So I think we're all trying to come back this weekend from whatever we're doing in college or work or whatever, just to show our respects to him and the entire Harlemer family, just for everything that they did for us over the past few years. Well, I thank you for uh, talking about him for a couple of minutes. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. We'll talk to some more folks coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Hey, Michael, this is Becca Wenning from Coldwater, Ohio. I'm currently involved with the Acme Baseball Organization, and I have been for a little over a year now. And... I have so many great stories about Brian Harlemert and his family and how it all kind of ties in my love for cold water. And it all kind of started in the summer of 2003. I moved to Coldwater with my husband, Ben. Uh, we had been living in Columbus. And pr prior to that, we were living, we met in Cincinnati. And so I'm originally from Massachusetts. So coming to a small town like Coldwater that was very close knit was pretty intimidating for me, actually. And I wasn't super excited. But my husband, he, he reassured me that it's a great place to raise kids and just the community as a whole. That's where he wanted to um, kind of establish our roots. And so one of the first weeks that we were in cold water living in our new house, which was close to the park, um, we walked down um, to an Acme game and our oldest son, Jake, who um, is in college now, was about two and a half years old. And so we went down and I, he, Ben knew I loved baseball. That was probably his way of getting me to like the community is take me to a summer baseball game. And so we're sitting there in the stands and watching an Acme game. And I literally met my first friend in Coldwater and that was Hanny uh, Kester, who was Hanny Harlemert and that is Brian's mom. And she came over to me and she knew exactly who I was and just started talking about cold water and talking about her boys and um, Brian and Ben was there and Bruce. Bruce graduated with my husband, Ben. So we had a little bit of a back history there, but she just made me feel so welcome. And I will never forget that day, you know, sitting at the game at the Acme game and just watching baseball and just really falling in love with where I was at. And um, moving forward, um, a few years later, our middle son, Tate, um, he had been born shortly after that Acme game. And, you know, time goes by and I'm taking him to Little League and he's I'm thinking he's going to be just like Jake and love baseball. And I'm walking through the park and I wish Brian could hear this story now because I know he'll remember. And Tate was out there and he was crying. He didn't want to play baseball. 
And I'm like, Tate, why, why don't you want to play? And Brian was there in the park and I called him over. I'm like, Brian, can you please just tell Tate that he needs to go play Little League? And Brian talked to him and, you know, he kind of had to chuckle a little bit. And so let's fast forward a few years later. Tate, Tate played a few years of baseball, but definitely when it wasn't his thing. Um, but Brian volunteered when Tate was in fifth grade to help coach the robotics team. And um, that was the first year that Jared Ebbing had introduced it and kind of brought it to Coldwater and some of the teachers volunteered to help out that first year. And Brian was one of them. And that's just how Brian is. Like, he's just going to jump in and, and help everybody. It wasn't just baseball. And I just thought that was really awesome, you know, to kind of come full circle there. And so years go on and, you know, we're just we're just great friends with the whole Harlemert family. And we were lucky enough to ride through a state championship um, with Jake his senior year in 2019. And it was just so much fun to be a part of that and, and help Brian, um, you know, his team help him to get that state championship again. Um, it, it, it was unreal. So. I just, I just feel like, you know, Brian is somebody in the community that has touched so many lives in so many different ways. And he is somebody and his family, they, they helped me to love cold water um, as an outsider and helped me to feel special and accepted. And as I continue to move on with the Acme organization and help through baseball that way, he had always been sending me texts and just every time I would see him, he'd ask me about it and just give me a lot of encouragement and inspiration to keep going and let me know that it, it, was, it was the right thing to do. So I just wanna say that Brian has really impacted the life of the Wennings in so many ways and help, helping us to set our roots here and be happy. I can't say uh, thank you enough, Eric Fish, Paul, Jacob and Becca Wedding, Mark and Tom Brunswick, Mike Wiss and Mike Gass, Tom Held, and uh, Harley himself for uh, imparting some wisdom. I, I really hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please hit me up on social media. Uh, you can find at Michael Hearn PVP on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. I hope that uh, you've enjoyed this show. I'd love to know what you thought of this show, uh, and and I would love to hear more memories of both of these uh, men that have gone way too soon. That's what I've got for this week. I hope you have a great night and even better tomorrow. And Just smile and maybe give somebody a call that you haven't talked to in a while. That's the wisdom. That's all I've got for today. Thanks for tuning in. Here I go. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Around the Hearn. Come back next week for more local stories from the NWO. But until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Michael Hearn PBP for more great area content.